This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the Fanalist, and Southey. You heard it here, win Ben Stein's money, a.k.a. win Leafs Late Night's Leafs gear. It's 12 days of giveaways. We are on episode two of that, so we have more stuff to give away. Um, Unlike the intro says... Steph, the fanalist, is uh, off tonight, so uh, welcome back, Mr. Dottie Broder. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. You actually introduced me as uh, our D'Artagnan bro something last time, so uh, I made a post today D'Artagnan where I was uh, Dardimir Brodinski, so we've got a couple of uh, nice. good nicknames coming Ooh. up. Uh, so be- Dardimir. Oh, I'll come up with a good one for next time you're on, because that, uh, that, was, that was good. Um, Andrew, how about you? Sadi, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Had a long day at work. Got to go home, see the end of the boys game, and here I am chatting the with the boys. Hell yeah. Saturdays are for the boys. Na, 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 fucking that's, na, na, that's, na, na, that's fucking for <laughs> uh, We miss you, Steph. Just kidding. Um, so we got to start off with announcing our winner of the second day of 12 Days of Giveaways. So with that, I got a real drum roll here. Oh. At Maple underscore Leaf underscore Fan, Maple Leaf Fan, you have won yourself a uh, Leafs mini stick and ball, as well as a pair of Leafs shot glasses. Congratulations! Uh, you also be uh, receiving a sticker from Victoria at Optimus Prime forty seven. That's uh, from Tulin Designs on Etsy. If you'd like to check her store out, so remember, if you would like to win next episode, which is tomorrow. Really short turnaround on this one. <laughs> uh, all you have to do is send us the, the code from this episode, which I will reveal at some point later, uh, and send it to us on either Twitter or Instagram, and retweet our contest tweet that is pinned to our top page. So uh, that's it. Just listen to the show, give us a little support, and we'll uh, hook you up with some cool Leafs merch that we bought. So it's, uh, you know, that's it. It's free real estate. You're really, really... Congrats. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with that, let's get on to... A wild, wild game. <clears throat> so we've got the Minnesota Wild, who are uh, top of the West, coming off a five-game winning streak. We've got the Leafs red hot, winning 15 of their last 17, which is a franchise record. And holy shit, the Wild came out swinging. I was not expecting that. They are a hard-hitting, fast team. We don't see much of Minnesota. What, what, was, your, uh, what was your reaction to seeing this guy? Oh, fuck yeah, bud. <laughs> but also, like, like simmer down and, like, actually simmer because, like, what was that out there? Foligno and Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons, good job uh, coming out there. And uh, I don't know what the consensus was. I didn't pay attention to all the uh, the uh, not fun hockey talk about whether Foligno was on the bench, off the bench, or offsides, yeah. offsides, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But uh, all I know is that Simmer stood up for uh, Austin fucking Matthews, and we weren't going to take that garbage. That's it. I'm glad. I, I'm glad to see it. It was a good, clean fight and a good way to, uh, you know, solve a problem that is take your hands off of Austin fucking Matthews. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, it first started with Bunting defending Austin Matthews, and then Foligno <laughs> yeah. jumped in to defend both of them. Uh, or sorry, Foligno jumped in to then fight. Bunting and then Simmons defended both of them by jumping in and, you know, like you said, fighting Simmons clean. Uh, I guess the back and forth was whether Foligno had changed off and then jumped back off from the bench. 
like you said, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to, uh, to what happened there. Um, I think it fired them up nonetheless. Like we like to see from Simmons when he uh, kicks the shit out of somebody. The, um, but the Leafs were keeping up, I think, pretty well. Like I said, the Wild came out fast. Their forecheck is unreal. They were hard hitting. Uh, there were a lot of garbage calls this game, but uh, the first period was pretty tame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack was unreal. But uh, I was a little worried for a sec. Bunting went off uh, on the Leafs' power play, took a shot to the back of the leg, and uh, he went straight to the uh, the locker room, but came back out on his, uh, I think, a couple shifts later. So, whew, crisis averted there. Don't need another injury on this team right now. Yeah, that first period was a bit of a, bit uh, of a bummer, but... Uh... Here's uh, an analysis from Darty. Is something I noticed on the Abs game is what is up with these last minute goals? Why do the Leafs can they not play to the whistle? Um, that's a little yeah. ridiculous. That now, like, okay, if we're gonna mm-hmm. if we're gonna start a fight and we're gonna end a fight, good. But then you're gonna let Greenway go and get that damn goal at the end of the first. That hurts. That that really hurts. All right. So yeah, yeah, it totally kills the momentum yeah. of the fight. It's not too, what you right? want. You can let anybody else score. Also, I put this down there. Who the Fuck is Erickson? And I'm gonna say this the whole game, our whole <laughs> whole game, whole uh, show is who the who is Erickson? Ech! Erickson? Ech! Ech. Fuck that guy. Sorry, <laughs> but like, w- what a douche. Like, <laughs> yeah, very fantasy valuable guy carried my team last year. Not gonna lie, Ech. but uh, like I said, don't see much of the wild, so I haven't seen how he plays. And wow, dirtbag. This guy draws a lot of bullshit calls. Yeah, he's a dirt. He's a dirtbag. Um, That's it. I saw it the whole game. So, yeah, so like you said, Dumba gets one. It's off the post, and Greenway buries it. Uh, 23 seconds left in the first period. Uh, another annoying end-of-the-period goal. And to top it off, this was Muzzin and Hall were on the ice, the uh, the famous pair. But Keefe decided to put Matthews, Tavares, and Nylander out for the late offensive zone draw. And it goes the other way and ends up in a goal against. So, again... Yeah, pushing too hard just stick to the plan what you're doing works just trust the system don't make changes like this in the dying minute because it throws everybody off even more than they already were like yeah maybe put down your shutdown period at that exactly point. like you've already got simmons bunting and matthews as the first line like people are already adjusting don't screw around with things again at the end of the first period when people are just maybe finding their footing together because like you know again we always complain about the leafs uh starting the game on time and uh they actually they came out playing there's a lot of good opportunities and then that's how you just uh that's how you just like this is this was obviously the leafs lost this game but this was a this was a game where the leafs actually played to win usually these games you know you're down a goal like that and it's like okay the leafs uh, pack up your bags we'll uh, we'll see you in toronto <laughs> Yeah, um, but they, they, sure. they, like I said, they kept up. They tried to match the speed and intensity of, of the Wild. It did get a couple of people hurt, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, it also cost them a bunch of stupid penalties. This game was awful for this. So second period, uh, it really kicks off. Um, I got to pull up, or unless you have it, how many penalties uh, the Leafs actually got this game. It was insane. They um, So down one nothing. One goes off of Justin Hall and uh, and in, so that makes it two nothing. Awesome, 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 awesome Hall. He was getting roasted every other minute on Twitter this game. It was like, yeah, he had a really bad game. Uh, yeah, they were playing today. pinball with him. Last he was just game. the bumper, and they awful. kept getting goals off of him or something. <laughs> so bad. Uh, and then right after that, the ref stops a rebound, and it goes right to Foligno. 
Mr. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Wild, and uh, he puts one in and makes it 3 nothing. Great. Off to a great start, everybody. Shit calls, and the refs have now stopped two pucks, one leading to a goal, and a defender has put one in. Yeah, I didn't this know uh, awesome. TB12 played for the Wild because those refs were bought and paid for. <laughs> that was trash. NHL, figure your shit out, okay? Because I'm usually on this no side kidding. of the refs. I'm pretty sure we've, if you go back a couple games, I was saying, you know, the refs, they play a little tit for tat. They try to make it a fair game. You know, at the end there, they did do yep. something for us, but that would, after screwing us the whole game... It, yeah, thank you. Thank you. whatever. Get out. Get lost. That was that was trash. And that's a that's that's a ref homerism. That or they're just bad refs. And I'll take both. I'll take both. as like that's a, this inexcusable. And I'm like the most fair weather Leafs fan there is. So like I'll vote for any team at this point. And when I see that, I'm like, you know what? That was clearly against the Leafs. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna like like what the hell is that? Why do we pay these people to make those stupid stupid calls? Yeah, a lot of things were missed, and I got to go back and watch. I mean, we're recording this right after the Leaf game. Sens played at the same time, and I saw Sens Twitter lighting up. Apparently, they had the same problem tonight. It was just awful officiating all game. So uh, I don't know what's going on, man. They, like I said about the NBA thing, they got to sit down with the Players Association and be like, we got to smooth this out because there's a huge miscommunication here as to what's a penalty and what's not, or you know, what, what level of game management we're doing. So... Uh, it's, it's getting out of hand. It was just some clear homerism. And uh, it was like, I don't know, like, again, I, I, watching the Leafs games I see at home a lot, I feel like the the, the referees are actually pretty fair in Toronto. Uh, you know, we do get a, a couple good calls, but nothing like that. That was like, what the hell? Like, are you blind? Like, even the Spezza call oh, at yeah. the end there, I was like, okay, like, he sold that. But, like, we did need it, but at the same time, like, what the fuck? Like, like, <laughs> like that's just how bad it is. Yeah. Like, when our good calls are bad calls, you know? <laughs> yeah, they had a... Yeah, just sure. to start off the third period, um, they had a huge two-minute five-on-three. It was like a minute 48 five-on-three that they managed to kill. The penalty kill was insane. Jack, Jack just held... Yeah, Jack Campbell. Oh, because Steph's not here, I'll say it. Jack Campbell is elite. Uh, that was an insane penalty kill on his behalf. Like, just held them in that one because if they went down four, that was it. He held them in the whole game, and like he had some. You know, there's a couple bad goals that he let in, but it wasn't necessarily all his fault. <coughs> but um, <clears throat> Justin Hall. But <laughs> wow, like I don't know. Uh, no, especially in the third period, what they had like 22 shots against him. Just closed the door. It was nice to see the guys playing at a Vesna caliber level right now. It's I haven't that was, seen that that was a Martin Toronto. Brodeur, Dominic Hasek level goaltending that I have not seen in quite some time, except from that fat son of a gun, Vasilevsky. <laughs> but again, yeah, Jack- man, he was coming out the the poke checks that he was coming out on, and when he uh, there was that one puck that looked like it was going to be a breakaway, and he came out and chased it. Man, he was aggressive. Yeah, he actually played the puck well today for a change. Yeah. He took um, some gambles, so- and like, they were they paid off, which is hey, can't ask for more. And again, another game, another scare with Jack Campbell, the net right at the end, just getting plowed by Foligno. Yeah, so Foligno just, this was insane. He goes through the crease. It's not like anyone tripped him or pushed him. He cut through the crease and took Jack out head first. Like, I don't know how this wasn't a penalty. This adds to what we were talking about. Like, this was just not called at all. They just played on. And Jack was lying down in the net. Like, what the fuck was that? Also, 
Oh yeah, that's not maybe for sure. you know, and maybe Willie's not that guy. But if you see something, do something. That was BS. You you skated right by that little turd on the ice there. You should have given him a little. Yeah. You gotta give him a little something. Say hey, how are you? Because that was stupid what he did to Jack Campbell. And Willie just kind of skated by. And I know again, like it's, he's kind of not the guy to make that decision. But he's right there. You know, some someone's got to say something for you, you know, right? Because that's like that's a like we didn't get we didn't get that call. Obviously, how, we can't tell at the time that we're gonna get the Spezza call. So. Like that's just uh, just bad business right there. Felino should know better, and uh, yeah, our guy yeah. should try to stick up for the tendy just a little bit. I don't know. Willie's got to do something. He's got to put his face in his uh, his hand in his face, put some lumber on. Just because he was the only yeah, one there, something. He's obviously not a fighter. Nobody else was there in that spot right where Felino was, but he kind of just skated right by and say, "Hey, that guy just hit your goalie." Yeah. Like, you know. Figure something out there. Just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe don't take a stupid penalty though. But at the same time, right when we're watching as Leafs fans, you're like someone's got to someone sees this asshole on the ground. You kind of want to just be like, hey, just let him know. Don't do that again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it was an e bug. This is Jack Campbell. Nobody touches Jack Campbell. Come on. Uh, so speaking of Jason Spezza and his call, Jason Spezza had three points tonight, including the two goals that brought them back into this game and an assist on Matthew's goal. Holy shit, Jason fucking Spezza. Vintage. Yeah. Daniel Alfredson was watching from home, breaking a stick. (laughs) Yeah, Danny Heatley's must have been somewhere like, what? (laughs) But uh, I was going to say, like, okay, so obviously when we uh, we ended up giving up that goal to Greenway, it's, oh, that's demoralizing. But then the most demoralizing thing that any, that can happen to any team is when Jason Spezza the geriatric comes out and plays like he's, you know, 18 again. And that was incredible. That's exactly the, like, obviously it would be great if the shooters came out shooting, but if Jason Spetz is going to go out there and get two goals and by God, I will not say no to that. (laughs) That was beautiful. But like, that's the beauty of Jason Spetz. Although he's covered himself on a nice role in the fourth line and everything. And he's a defensive player now, apparently, but he can still dial the clock back for a game or two and play those frontline minutes. He's still got the skill. He's still got the hands. His wheels are uh, obviously not what's, uh, what they once were, but it's really nice to have someone on your team who can pull up like that. Yeah, it seems any time they're struggling to find offense or the, you know the game's not going their way, it, that seems to mentally affect the younger guys. Like They seem to kind of get down. But Spezza is always the one that scores. When no one else can, Jason Spezza scores. That seems to be his thing. Yeah, that uh, that fourth That's, line that yep. uh, I'm trying to find. I don't know if we already have a name for it because I don't pay attention to the Leafs news that much. But uh, for me, I've been working with the poverty line, the uh, welfare line, the uh, <laughs> the vintage line, uh, whatever you want to call it. Because uh, not only are they making so few dollars, but they're also so freaking old. So um, I would say that they have been worth every seven hundred fifty million or seven hundred fifty thousand that they're getting paid because uh i think oh, rich yeah. is the only one's making more than a couple bill right the rest of both both simmer yeah, both simmer and spets are making 750 mm-hmm. right i th- yeah, yeah and richie yeah. kind of floats throughout the lineup too he's you not really have a dedicated the yeah and i mean the lineups the lineups changed all night i couldn't keep track of who was where i saw um richie was playing on the fourth line and the third line and then um who somebody took bunting spot on the first line and then they had Nylander and Marner and or sorry Nylander and Matthews and Tavares together like I, he was just changing it up all night which brings up another point like it's crazy how if one of your core four is out how much it alters your lineup compared to say someone like Cam for Spets is out yeah it 
yeah, just completely changes. That's it. what I was going to say next, actually, is like Kasha comes back and we're like, okay, everything's great. But Marner's gone and everything just domino through the whole lineup. Like it's not just a one for one switch. Yeah. It's like everybody moves around. Which sucks because that, um, that's a another... totally winnable game. Like it was a winnable game without him, but like with Marner instead of Spezza taking those, uh, you know, one timers, you might have uh, you might actually yeah. have a six three game rather than a five four game. And I'm talking six three Leafs because yeah. there is a lot of good chances for the Leafs. But I think our puck luck has finally run out, which is okay because we had won so many games in this wild wild west. So uh, you know we were all no bound kidding. to lose one. I think uh, I've been listening to the Leafs late night, hoping for my next chance and <laughs> to come on and and listening. Mm-hmm. You know we're just we're just waiting. You know the Leafs are bound to lose one. So. It was a good sign that they came back from a three nothing deficit because after like the heater they were on, it's kind of forgivable for them to pack it in and just say you know they're bound to lose. But instead, they dug deep, they got three on them, took it overtime, and you know stole a point from them. Yeah, I mean overtime was wild. I honestly thought they were going to score one, especially um, you know like we've been saying, Spezza drew that penalty up in the air. Whether he yeah. embellished that or he actually got slashed pretty hard on the hand because. There was a bit of a... He went quick to the dressing room, so yeah. hopefully he's all right. I'm, I'm hoping so, too. I'm hoping it's not like he broke a finger or something there, because that could be some serious timeout for uh, yeah. for Spezza. The overtime is where you really miss Marner, too. His uh, chemistry with Matthews and Riley out there, that was the thing. Missed. He's not yeah. a young buck anymore, so even if it does look like he sold it, who knows? That probably hurt a lot more than we, you know us uneducated, uh, non-hockey-playing uh, national <laughs> leaguers... Uh, would know about right even a little uh, little tap on the fingers might feel like a freight train when you're there was how, how old is he now 30 something 38 37 37 39, 38 39 39 years old coming on to 40 years old and playing some of the hardest hockey he's played in years now so yeah like hope he gets better but yeah. uh, it, it did look pretty bad at first so yeah, nonetheless, the crowd was booing, which is insane after all of the calls they got all game. Like, sorry, your power play sucks. They're like 27th in the league or something. Like, Minnesota's power play has been god-awful, which is not which is wild because... Wild. Because they're, uh, they're doing so well. But it's like the Leafs the other night against Colorado. All of their goals came even strength. So, you know, Minnesota's holding down the same kind of uh, play style. Uh, the Leafs... Yeah, they're a good-looking team, like, uh, suited for the playoffs, really. Oh, yeah. Tight-checking, really, really fast, hard-hitting, not much ice room for the Leafs. Like, and deep. They really, really know how to take away the ice. Really deep team. I wasn't expecting to have, like, you know, every line that was up there was like, oh, wow. You know, that guy, too. Yeah, true. I forgot about him. Like, every line was pretty powerful for them. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're kind of, <clears> they're kind of uh, like bullies out there, though, those guys. Like, I don't know, maybe they... I haven't seen them play anybody else but the Leafs, but just watching them play, I was like, yo, why... Again, like... I get like this is tough hockey, but uh, holy crap, boys! Like you really like. I'm glad it's on. I'm yeah, glad it's a hard it's team to play against. Four game because like what the heck that would have uh, that would have been brutal. Yeah, that was. Uh, they're like the Philadelphia Flyers of the West. My God, Wait, am I getting a score wrong? Was so it five? We four don't see them four, much. Four three. I'm I'm losing my four three. Four, okay, my bad. Sorry. Four three. I've been watching too much hockey, so I'm getting the scores wrong. <laughs> um, the other thing that you miss Marner on is the penalty kill. Ah, for sure. Uh, Willie Will yeah. tried to take that spot and, you know, be that, that quick jump to try and jump on things offensively. But I don't know. You, you need Marner there. He's He's got so much experience the last couple of years on the penalty kill, which is, you know, not something you expect from a player like that, but he's really grown into a good killer like that. I mean, we miss Hyman yeah. without having him. So, you know, with both of them, 
out of the lineup, it's like, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, Martin's just got like those great instincts, and his first step is so much quicker than Willie's out there. Yeah, I, I mean Willie's quick, but not he doesn't have the same uh, explosiveness that Marner does. That kind of that's what gets him yeah, the exactly. extra couple million, right? Um, so over time, as exciting as it was, nothing came of it. So we go to a shootout where, uh, ah, man, it's the Leafs' first one of the year. We haven't seen Jack in a shootout yet. It wasn't I? Wouldn't say he did poorly. Um, Again, we're missing Marner for the shootout, so only, uh, we started. It was Kasha, Matthews, and uh, Nylander, but uh, only Matthews able to put it in. Really silky goal too. It was a beauty too. Jinx. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was yeah. uh, a beautiful goal for Matthews. It was almost like a a moving version of the one he got in Colorado the other night. <laughs> yeah, like you said, Soupy was pretty good. He bit really hard on the first move on the first shot just completely got beat and uh the other one he got beat his glove got down the guy cheesed it not much you can do about it yeah i mean he learned it seemed almost immediately from that first one they even said on the broadcast like he he didn't go down on that save that he made against uh who was i think it was caprizov who took the second one but yeah uh always tough to go to a shootout they played hard um you know, it's like we said, we knew a loss was coming sooner or later, and it's better to lose in a shootout to a really good team like Minnesota uh, than it is to yeah. lose, like, you know, some blowout loss to a garbage team. So I'll take this one. I hate I don't recall hearing his name mentioned, but uh, we got to give a little shout out to, uh, was it uh, Talbot there? Because he actually was playing really fucking well. Like, at the end of the day, like, we're going to meet a hot goaltender and he's going to kick our ass, too. Like, Ka- Campbell played great, but, you know, so did Talbot. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was like 80 shots. Yeah, man, Talbot made some really clutch saves. Yeah, it was like 80 shots uh, by the end of the game between uh, both teams. It was wild. And what more can um, we ask of Willie Styles? all right? He's been uh, he's been playing really freaking well, so if he can't make that last goal, whatever. It's It's been a long ride. The boys need some uh, some well-deserved rest. But uh, are they playing? Yeah, they stole the point out of it, so... Yeah, we'll take the point. Why not? It'll keep us, uh, I think it keeps us in first place, but, you know, better than not getting a point. Uh, so with that, we'll uh, let's go to some questions from Twitter. Questions so our from first Twitter. one, first one is, uh, is for you, Darty. Oh, jeez. Who I actually, I got to give a shout out. We got a comment on YouTube that said, uh, more Darty, please, on our last <laughs> one. So, uh Welcome back. Who is who is uh, simping so for from, Dirty uh, out there? Jeez. <laughs> I'll have to I'll, I'll go back and find it. It's probably one of your fans. Um so who does Darty actually support? And if it isn't the Leafs, why? Justify, please. All right, folks. Well, who do I support? Well, this is a question that goes back to a young Darty. Um so he went to his first and for the longest time only Leafs game um at the Air Canada Center. And if I remember correctly, because I also had this information supported by Curtis Joseph himself, was that the first game that I ever saw was uh, a game against the Devils. And it was a boring, boring game. Again, <laughs> I know this was a boring game because not only was it from my memory, but Cujo, who I met one time, told me, he's like, oh, man, that was a boring game. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, Just exactly. trapping. But I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, that the... Uh, that Martin Brodeur just stonewalled them. And uh, yeah, like 
I, ever since that day, I was like, you know what, man, the, the Leafs were sucking for as long as I could grow up, you know, as long, well, as long as I was growing up. So I, I was a huge fan of the New Jersey, New, New Jersey Devils. You know, I played a lot of uh, the old NHL hits games and, uh, you know, NHL for the, um, the, like the Gretzky NHL and the NHL games from like the N64 and stuff. So I was like huge, huge uh, Marty Brodeur fan, Patrick Eliash, Scott Stevens, Scott Gomez, Gianta. Like I followed them up and pretty much up until he went to St. Louis. And then, you know, I was just waiting for him to retire. And then once he retired, I went back to the Leafs. And like, I, I, obviously I live in Toronto, so I'm not ever going to not follow the Leafs. But it's like, yeah, every embarrassing po- possible thing, right? Like, you know, we Toronto sports teams were so beaten by like, you know, uh, Vince Carter and uh, Vesa Toskala <laughs> and Justin Pogge. That, like, at some point, you know, as a young, young influential fan of uh, any sport, you know, you got to just look for some hope somewhere else until things start to pick up. So as I said, I've said mentioned it, I'm a bit of a Fairweather Leafs fan, but I'm also a huge fan of sports in general. So, yes, I'm on the ba- I've been on the bandwagon since Austin Matthews, since, you know, Willie, since Marner and Tavares. But uh, I've been heavily following the Leafs now because, of course, Martin Broder is not out there anymore as much as my name is Dirty Broder. So, so yeah, <laughs> to answer your question, like I am currently and for a long time until something freaking changes a Leafs fan. So there you go. Great answer. Because it's true. I mean, when, there you have when you're a fan of Toronto teams, it's like you're saying through the through the Bosch and Bargnani years Ugh. of the Raptors, cool. and through like the all the Kessel and Finuff years, and the you know Grabowski of the Leafs. It's just it was hard to stay fans of all these teams, and like the Jays sucked too. Um, I mean, until the Bautista, and it was like Bautista, Lowry, and DeRozan, and. Marner and Matthews and Nylander all came up around the same time. Toronto. Before that, everything sucked. Toronto <laughs> owes Joey Bats the entire. This entire city of Toronto owes Joey Bats the um, the biggest and highest honor. Because if it wasn't for Jose Bautista, like I'm just saying this now, he brought life to all of Toronto sports. Yes, there was decisions that oh, were yeah. made through MLSE, but yeah, until that moment that he sent that fucking ball flying and that bat up in the air. Toronto sports were garbage, all right? I remember standing at a pizza pizza with a poster next to Joey Bats thinking, this is hilarious. Like, he used to have commercials saying, you know, tell him, tell him Joey Bats sent you. It's like, I'm not going to tell the guy at pizza pizza Joey Bats sent me. He's going to think I'm with the mafia, all right? Like, <laughs> but when he hit that, when he hit that homer, the entire, the city changed for all sports because everything picked up from that moment. We got, we, you know, we got Tavares, we got, we got Kawhi Leonard, like from those, you know, obviously it cost the, <laughs> the Jays went down after those years, but the Leafs and the, and the, and the Raptors went up and then we get the Raptors championship and we have, obviously there's hardships with the Leafs right now, but we've had so many moments of success and like, you know, we're, we're hanging on our last thread now, right? Cause the, the Jays are slowly figuring their stuff out. They might have it next year. The Raptors are going to be yeah. gone for quite some time. We have a lot of success. We got Scotty Barnes. We got some some good carryovers from the from the you championship team. But that's going to take time, just like anything else, because the rest of the league is good. But the Leafs right now are the the only real hope we have for another another run at a championship. So you know, if we can get something going, great. But uh, as I say, those those years from 20, 2015 like we owed to Joey Bats cuz every single year after that was a, was a beautiful absolutely beautiful yeah it was the first thing from Toronto sports that you saw turned into a meme that was recognizable outside of just you know 
a certain small fan base. Like everyone knew the bat flip. It was on t-shirts. It was on sweaters. It was, it was everywhere. It was the biggest Toronto sports moment in a yeah, decade. At, at least, least right? yeah. Except for that Amish kid that stole that ball and robbed us the year after. I think. Or was it the, was it the same year? I can't remember. <laughs> they were all the same for me. I'm not the biggest Jays fan, but. Oh, but no, you're right. It did. It did lead to a lot of players because um, it's like we always say, it's hard to get players to come to Toronto, but you know, the likes of Kawhi and, um, and everybody came in the years after that. So kind of put us on the map. So thinking of what that did to the city, like, can we imagine what at least championship or at least like a deep playoff run would do for the city? Yeah. No more Canadian. Would no do for Canada, that would be the first team since Montreal, <laughs> since the Habs to in 93. Since Gary Bettman has been in charge. Just saying. That's unreal. That's the year he took over. <laughs> uh, so um, that was that was a, a long way to answer that. But thank you, Luke Mann, for the question. Uh, calling out Darty Broder for his, uh, his fan support. Um, so next we have a question from our draw winner, Maple Leaf fan. What do we do with Spezza? A fourth line guy who plays like 10 minutes a night and is great. Played 15 tonight without Marner and got three points. Do you play him 15 every night and move him up the lineup? Or do you bring him back down to 10 minutes so he can last? We all want him. You bring him back down. But what is best? Go ahead. We all want more, but oh, what is best? Oh, you bring him back down to 10 minutes. This guy can't be doing this whole season playing 15 minutes. He's going to burn out. He's going to get injured. Um, he's not going to be nearly as effective as he is right now. He's carved out a really neat, like, good niche on that line. And again, when someone like Marner goes out, he can step up for a game, maybe a few games, and give you that offense, but you can't rely on that. Anybody have his minutes for tonight's game? Uh, let me check. Because I'm just going to say what they are right now. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he must yeah. be pushing like 18 if, at Tell least. me I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw him like, like too much. And that's my only criticism for that game is that, yeah, great. He scored us two goals. He had a lot of momentum out there. He was really buzzing. But at the same time, like, you don't want to burn him out for no reason, right? Like, if you're going to, you know, we knew there was a there was a moment where we kind of knew there was a chance to lose that game, and then we picked it up. But still, that was one of those games where, again, it's just not worth burning guys for no reason, right? Because uh, with Muzzin, no. Muzzin um, well, even Muzzin probably still shaken from that Marner hit. <laughs> but with the boys a little shaken from just yeah. the Wild Wild West in general, we played great. It's... uh. It's not worth again. Like Spezza is not a young buck, so you know you can you're allowed to. And if you do bring him up, like he's facing the likes of like Connor McDavid and all the other top stars, like he can't be going against yeah. those guys every night. So so fifteen minutes, fifty one seconds, um, on the ice <laughs> for Spezza, but that was almost four minutes of power play time. That's that's a, one thing so, I mentioned here too. Uh, sorry to keep taking up time, but I got to get this off my head. Is that. Uh, um, Einstein's theory of relativity, right? Like you have your hand on a hot stove for a minute. It feels like a lifetime. And that's how when people talk about puck possession, they talk about offensive possession. Like I don't think if I remember correctly, the Leafs had the most uh, puck possession this game. However, um, I think that's one of the most overrated stats in uh, hockey because right now, like, yes, you could play patty cake for 25 minutes, but that's not going to get you goals, right? Like you Mm -hmm. need to have, yeah, you need to have, you need to have have actual, progress you need to have actual you know shots on goal with that puck possession right especially come playoff time too like you're not going to have the time on ice or the space that you normally would in the regular season that felt more like a playoff game to me that's what i was saying too like it it felt like a playoff game it was extremely physical for being you know early december game 
I mean, the fact that we had people going to the dressing room every period, that was wild. I keep saying wild yeah. because the Minnesota Wild have that in my head. Um, so with this, we should go to break, but we will be right back. But before we go to break, we have a song, I guess, for the break. So uh, our new thing, we're going to be bringing music to you. And this episode, we are going to be featuring a track by What's Up Val. So Val uses her uh, wide vocal range to bring a blend of pop melodies and an array of smooth beats. So this is Wisteria, the new single from What's Up Val, now available on all streaming platforms. Welcome back. Welcome back. So thank you again. What's up, Val? That was Wisteria. You can catch that on all the streaming platforms now available. New single. Check it out. So, um... Banging chat? Yeah, banging. Also, if you live in the Ottawa area, Val and um, Andrew Waynes will be performing at the Ottawa Christmas uh, Market Festival next Sunday, which is the 12th, I think. Um, so yeah, go and check them out. I'll be there. It'll be fun. Yeah, check it out. It's yeah, like a great yeah. idea too. And if you're like a total scumbag, like dirty, and just can't think of real original ideas for taking people out on dates, then we just gave you one. So now you owe us by continuing to listen and subscribe to the Leafs Late Night for all your dating tips. Way to just drag my date through the mud. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were the, it was gonna be a nice night and i just made it all shitty what do you mean what are... well hopefully she doesn't listen uh i'm just saying it's uh it's a cheap little no it's, it'll, it'll be fun this is perfect perfect but, thing to you know fun little thing to do to take uh take your yeah. special person mm-hmm. to so yeah um so before we get into our, our little mascot game that i have planned um i gotta talk about something that happened with toronto argonauts this is just Oh, COVID. COVID season. So their quarterback, I don't follow CFL, I actually write his name down. Uh, so their quarterback, McLeod Bethel John Thompson. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson. So um, the Argos are in the Eastern Conference Finals, which uh, I, get, I don't know how much that's saying. This, what they're, they're better than the two other teams or three other teams in the Eastern Conference. Great. Um, <clears throat> so being mostly a gate-driven league, they wanted to sell some tickets and promote the games. They sent their quarterback, uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, to the Raptors game to promote the Argos. So, you know, they, they got a bunch of shots of him on the cameras. It does an interview with TSN. And uh, they wake up the next morning to the CFL going, guys, that's against 
our COVID protocol. Like they're not allowed to attend major sporting events or major concerts. Okay, uh, so their quarterback along with four players went. So the penalty for this is a four game or four day quarantine. This would make them miss their Sunday game hmm. for the, <laughs> for the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, I don't understand how this happens. Like it's MLSE. How did how did nobody know this? How did no one catch this? Um, it's like I was listening to Overdrive and they mentioned you know this goes through so many levels. Like so many people had to sign off on this. Whether whether it was like the person booking the bus to get them there or the people that in marketing that talked to you know the owners that or the the people that talked to the players about going the people that bought the tickets like so many people had the opportunity to say isn't this Did they even some intern is like mm, Wait maybe not. that was my thought too That's is illegal. even an intern could have been like hey guys isn't yeah. isn't this against covid protocol someone in the mail room like someone? this is mlse this is the owners of the leafs and the raptors like guys Come on. And not only is this like a huge fumble, to LOL football. Um, <laughs> this has already happened twice. So somebody on the Red Blacks was scratched for a game and decided to sit in the crowd and watch. And he got nailed. Uh, not allowed to do that. So he got a um, <clears throat> four-day quarantine, misses all week of practice. Then one of the Tiger Cats, who the Argos are actually playing, uh, was on a bye week and he got on a plane and I guess he was flying coach or something and they said no no and he had to quarantine for four days and missed a week of practice so it's like there was precedent here they should have known um, but instead of uh, asking for permission MLSE pulled a uh, beg for forgiveness card and just said okay what's more important here us having our starting quarterback or following the COVID protocol. And the CFL went, you're right, that's it. Two days it is. <laughs> the CFL uh, went, we can't afford these mistakes. <laughs> we oh, man. Basically, they're like, you guys... And you wonder why Canadian fans hate Toronto so much. They screwed up so bad that it was actually going to financially hurt the entire league. That they couldn't allow them to actually... They couldn't uphold their own rule. Like, <laughs> are you joking? Um, there's a couple sides to this. I mean, MLSE has already pulled this once. They got the Leafs game pulled up against San Jose an hour to 6 p.m. so that they could get out and across the border to play Pittsburgh earlier, which um, helped them a lot in that they lost like 7-2. to two. So shout out. Um, so MLSE just flexing their power all over the place. And like you said, Andrew, just making Toronto sports look like the bullies and the big bad guys of the league. Um and Greg Naylor had a great point about this on Overdrive, that there's a rule there. Okay, so they're saying it's safe to come to our game. Everybody come and, you know, see this major sporting event. But on the flip side of that, their players are not allowed to go to them because it's unsafe because they could get COVID. Um, which is... I mean, it's probably a little stri more stringent for the players, though, right? Because if they get the locker room infected, then that affects the whole season, and it affects the bottom line, especially in a league like the CFL. Fair. It's like, it is just a little bit of a double-edged sword there. 100%. Where it's like, you know, it's safe, come and see this game, but, you know, how dare you go to a major sporting event? If you play sports? Yeah. It's yeah. like, follow the rules until, oh, no, wait, me money, oh, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so this is this was pretty much a mess, and I'm sure they're going to get people uh, from all the other teams complaining about this. This is going to just blow up in their face. Um, oh, yeah. And this is definitely what the CFL needs the in such a small team. community with so few fans. Hey, you know what? It's going to be a huge offseason thing. You know what? He wanted to drum up uh, hype for this game, and I think he did. People that, like, I don't watch CFL. I might watch the game. <laughs> I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I just think it's funny when you said that a CFL player was flying coach. And then in my head, I'm like, probably because he has to. Like, if he flies, he has to fly in the executive class. So he's got to play another three or four seasons, you know? <laughs> he's not riding the PJ, that's for no, sure. No, I mean, CFL players don't make, like, major league contracts. It's, it's just, like I said, it's a gate-driven league. It's basically on the level of, like, the AHL. So... Yeah, you might sell insurance in some winter. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, the uh, vice principal at the Catholic school in uh, Coburg when I was there was an XCFL. That's, yeah, you know, you got to do something after, right? So, I think one of and my they actually nothing against the CFL. No, I was like a tie cats coach at one point. So, yeah. nice. So, just Ooh. a yeah. I mean, we're oh, the, the last thing I wanted to add on that is. Um, the argument from the CFL to uh, why they allowed this was because, well, you know, we made these um, these rules a while ago, and um, we're just adapting to the changing vaccination and, and, and numbers of COVID. Uh, it's worse now than I think it was when they started these rules or when the league started this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> like, we're up over a thousand cases a day in Ontario. Like th- that that's not a good argument, guys. <laughs> Like just call it what it oh, is. No, this isn't the end of it. Yeah, I think we're going to hear about this for uh, for at least a month around the uh, the Grey Cup here. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to play a fun game called Mascot or Mask Not. So say, could we could we so afford Brass Bonanza? Because like I feel like that'd be good for these kind of silly <laughs> silly. <laughs> I gotta get um you know, do you guys watch Sunny and Philly? Oh man, that's something I gotta catch here and there. So you know all the music that's in that, Andrew, you know, that's like all the little horns and stuff. It sounds like really old old timey. Yes. So that is apparently like off air music from BBC from like seventy five years ago that's um open source or like um just up for grabs. What's it called? Um Andrew help me out here. Public um, domain. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Darty. Um, so they're public domain, and I've seen, I've like watched other things and heard the music in it, like Christmas things. And I'm like, this is the music from Sunny and Philly. This must be free. So I'm gonna go and find those, and we're gonna use that music because it's fun. Yeah, we got a feature like one Wilhelm scream too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're gonna play a game called Mask. Like I said, mascot or mask not. Uh, we're going to kind of give our picks for the best and the worst mascots around the NHL. So um, we'll do our best to describe them for those that are uh, are listening in. Um, I will also do my best afterwards to put them up in the video. No promises. <laughs> so um, I'll let you guys start off with uh, with your mask not picks who are the who are your worst three uh how about uh study <laughs> you started off <laughs> or well whatever you picked i picked a couple all right 
I'm going to start off with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Their mascot is called Stinger. He is, I think, a fly-type character who also looks like a ninja turtle. And he is neon green, really bug-eyed, a creepy smile. I have no idea what he's supposed to be, and this guy is by far the worst. Yeah. Just fucking brutal. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. He's got, like, these big, like you said, like, big red bug eyes and an awful smile. And I don't get what the association like is. He's got a team. Speedo on, too? Yeah, or, like... It looks like the bottom of like a turtle shell under there, but yeah. but like I'm not getting this one. I I don't get it. Like it has nothing to do with the blue jackets. Like why not do some sort of? Well, I don't know. I guess a civil war thing is not a good idea. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You might want to stay away from that. But one. there's got to be something they can do that's closer to their their theme and identity than whatever the hell this thing is. Just garbage. He's, he's not. Yeah. He's a stinger. So I'm assuming he's a bee, and it's like you know a yellow jacket, but he's green. So he's a green jacket. And you think green jacket, you're thinking <laughs> the Masters, aren't you? Like, <laughs> like that's not even anywhere near Columbus. So <laughs> like, uh, there's just Ugh. so many things wrong with this. That uh, that's getting. That's I think. I think can we all say that that was the worst, or at least like just yeah. It's it's one of top three. Yeah, for sure, it's right? one of them for sure. It's one of the top. I'd say top three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darty, what about you? What's what's one of your masked knots? Well, definitely that. So I'll have to go down the list. Uh, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't order them, so I apologize. But take a little longer here. But uh, well, how do you guys? Do you want to just go through all of them and say mascot or mask not? Uh, sure. I didn't. I, some of them I skipped because they were like too. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of like uh, you're okay, like you're not good, but you're not great. Yeah, there's a couple bunch yeah. of stock ones. Let's just pick a few okay. that we really think are ridiculous. Yeah, here. Do. Victory Green, so though. Which... Victory Green. Oh, man, for Dallas. Oh, you know what You know what he looks like? Victory down. Green looks like how most people see Cowboys fans, all right? I'm sorry if you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> but it's true. Cowboys <laughs> are, the, are the Toronto Maple Leafs of the <laughs> NFL. And, you know, I know how people view Leafs fans. That's why you probably have just as many haters that listen to this show as we do followers and lovers of the Leafs late night. And, yeah, you know, because uh, that's just the weirdest victory green. Like, oh man, I was going to say the one thing I liked about Minnesota wild, their green looks fantastic. They look really sexy. Oh yeah. I love yeah. it. Uh, the green Dallas, however, like get that garbage out of here. It's trash. It's absolutely just like beer league. Like get it out of the NHL, fix it. It's horrible. <laughs> beer league and beer. Victory green with the hoop for a waist too. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't. He's got like the um, what's his name? Hermes, the who's got the little wings on his on his hat, like the Greek dude. Oh yeah, it's got like that, but they're hockey sticks, and it's and he's got these black boots. I don't understand. Instead of skates, it's like he's not skating. Sergeant Slaughter is a better uh, mascot for Dallas than Victor <laughs> E. Green, <laughs> and it's not even like the greens don't look good together. Like it's just. No, it looks like somebody you'd see on a kid's show at like seven AM on yeah, Sunday. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, uh oh. But I feel like that's something that kids would be terrified of. Like I can just see kids lining up to get pictures with this thing and crying. <laughs> like it looks <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to Yeah, it's one of those. Like it's just it's not good. It's like the opposite of Gritty, where Gritty is technically terrifying, but he's also just well, I don't know if you guys maybe you guys put gritty on your bottom, but I think he's a beauty. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you my I tell oh, you my no, number one right now. He's gritty, at the top. 
I can't believe that. Okay, I hate Philadelphia. I hate the Flyers, and I and I hate any other team that comes from Philly. But let me tell you something: they have the best mascots, all right. And if they win with the Philly fanatic, then they've also got to win with the gritty. So gritty, I'm putting you as like you know you're up there for at least if you're not number one, then you're pretty damn close. Yeah, but like they made Gritty a character. Like he is Philly through and through. The guy's an <laughs> asshole. He looks rough. Probably drunk under there. Like he's a he's a mascot for them. hockey fans. Instead of like one, like I was saying, you know, somebody for the kids to take pictures with. It's somebody for the people watching. Exactly. And, family you know, guy. in the stadium. Yeah, like they made a character out of this guy. They developed him. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's one of the few that people know. Like. um my girlfriend doesn't really watch hockey and she knows who gritty is and doesn't like, like could probably not like, I don't not like bashing her in any way, but she could probably couldn't name all the teams, but knows who gritty is. Like that's saying something. It just looks like Oscar the Grouch is like, like one of his like coked up family members or something. You know, <laughs> Like he left the trash can and you know, the world is garbage can. You know what I mean? Like he's just, just like, like when the Leafs were in Philly not too long ago, there was a kid cheering right in front of him, and Gritty just looked at him, grabbed his hat, threw it a couple rows down, and walked away. Didn't <laughs> give a shit. Amazing. Um, so the one that I want to talk about is the one who sparked this uh, a whole segment, and that is the mascot of the team that the Leafs just played against, the Minnesota Wild in Nordy. I didn't even know. Nordy. I'd never heard of Nordy before. Um... Oh, Lordy. What is Nordy? Um, what is Nordy? That's a furry. Hey. and uh, I'm sorry if any of you are associated with that fandom. Because I don't mean that in an offensive way. I just mean that's totally a furry. Of all the costumes out there that, you know, that's like someone went to a fur fanatic festival and then they just showed up at a, a wild game one day and they're like, hey, we'll pay you money. To wear that costume, <laughs> and Nordy—that's that is... like that's, that should be the name of the Nordiques uh, mascot. But whatever, man. That's what I thought too. It's funny that you say that, Darty, because that is one hundred percent exactly what I said when I saw this guy. I'm like, this looks like a furry, and like, not in the way that all mascots look like furries. This looks like a human, like with. An animal head on and it, it looks like that animal also has another animal head on like it looks like a bear wearing a bear head or like a, a dog wearing a bear head like it doesn't make sense that's someone's persona all right and uh, i don't want to make someone feel bad about it but uh it's not it's not a mascot <laughs> uh, no it's not also that bell um that bell means that that's our code word so nordy nordy n-o-r-d-y that is our code word Send it I'm glad in. it wasn't Fursona. So, <laughs> or furry. No, so... Uh, so. Can we talk about another absolute one? Um, Harvey the Hound? Oh, the Calgary Flames That's the first mascot? one I wrote WTF. It's trash. <laughs> oh, man. He looks like someone that you'd see at a yard sale. Just run down, water down, like... Someone's owned it for 30 years. disheveled. It looks like they bought... Harvey the Hound from like you know those um not like a Chuck E. Cheese, but like those band like the happy uh the, the country bears, like one of those knockoff <laughs> Disney like oh yeah pizza and performance like an- the animatronic things. Like they just bought it, gutted the robot out of it and stuck it on a guy. 
It's like that scene from the Goofy movie with Lester's possum, uh, possum lodge or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it matches because, I mean, the Saddle Dome is like the second oldest stadium. So it looks like they have had the same mascot costume since they built the place. Sorry, I'm just trying to be quieter. I got in trouble. Uh, it's not even a school night, John. I'm sorry. It's a work night, though. You know what? It's we got to admit we're all hardworking adults with various lives, and I'm pretty sure I had my grandmother interrupt on one of our episodes. Okay, so like, hey, you know, another one I want to talk about is Thunderbug. Hmm. I don't understand Thunderbug, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, mascot. It's like a black and yellow uh, bug. I guess it's a, a, a oh, what yeah. do you call it? A um, the, the ones that light up. Just like, yeah, like that fire fire song firefly. Of, you know, 10,000 uh, fireflies uh, lit up the world as I fell asleep. He like, doesn't look as creepy or as weird as the others, but he doesn't really make much That's sense. That's one I also played right, WTF like I next to. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't get it because, like, I mean, this is a similar situation that one of the high schools in my town had where they were the, uh, the Thunder. So it's hard to make that into... A mascot I get, but like, I don't, I guess it's a lightning bug, but they named him Thunderbug. I don't know. I just, I feel like they phoned this one in. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. There wasn't very much thought. It'd be better than just a giant oh, speaking... bolt, though. Like, not even a lightning bolt, just like, like a... <laughs> <laughs> bolty. It's just speaking this tool. Of phoning it in, did you guys see Louie, the St. Louis Blues one? Uh... I didn't write him down because I just, just I, I put him under the, you know, whatever. Exactly. He's literally just a blue bear. Can we talk about our hometown one, Spartacat? Oh, man. He's got four teeth in really weird spots. Spartacat God, looks like shitty gritty. <laughs> Ding. I don't. If Melnick were a stuffed bear, he'd be Spartacat. <laughs> That's our new code word, shitty gritty. All right. Shitty gritty. Oh, jeez. It's not. You yeah, won't no, get there's... anything for free from Roscoe if you say shitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a like. Okay, so just some respect. So on the other end, what were what were your wins? What are you what are the ones that you guys like the most? I like NJ Devil. Obviously biased because like I'm you know, I grew up as a bit of a Devils fan, but only because I've seen a lot of it. I like the I like the mascots who post a lot on uh on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and NJ Devil, like he's a greasy Italian, like whatever. Like it's kind of funny. <laughs> like his New Jersey's, you know, he's a devil, but you know, he looks like, you know, kind of he's got that mafioso kind of vibe with the mustache and everything. And there's that video of him like at a children's party just knocking out a window. So I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, and he's yeah. one of, yeah, he's pretty cool for sure. He's one of the few that's actually like what they're you know, what the team is. Yeah. Or the devils. <laughs> he's a devil. Speaking of that Another one has to be Nash from oh, yeah. Predators. He actually looks like a Predator. He looks pretty cool. Fox. I'm not sure what his shtick is, but so I wrote down Nash Fox. Like he's pretty. He's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, he, he parties for sure. <laughs> Just um, Al the octopus is also dope. It's the, uh, the the red. Oh, the octopus. The yeah, wings, for sure. So just lower him down from the ceiling. Yeah, it's cool. Though I guess he's gonna get like. I don't know. I understand that throwing octopi on the ice is a huge tradition there, but now with the Seattle, the Seattle cranking, Seattle cranking, 
it might be a little weird to have that as your logo when you've got a squid coming to town. You know, I wonder what they'll do with that. Ooh. Fair. So bringing it back to our roots, uh, what do we think of Carlton the Bear? I knew this was going to come up, and I was almost avoiding it because it's kind of touchy. Carlton is like okay, I guess. He's vanilla, right? Like he's he's all right. I was thinking. I actually put some thought into this today after I I thought of this segment, but Carlton is. I mean, polar bears kind of cool as far as Canadian animals go. It's not like you can make him a leaf, but there's not much to him. It's just a polar bear in a leaf jersey. Like they didn't give him a a personality. There's no there's no life to him. He's just a it's just a polar bear in a leaf jersey. He's just like a warm, cuddly thing. Yeah. Like he's synonymous with sick kids and stuff in Toronto, so he does have that going for him. Well, he's not off putting. That's for sure. All right, he's definitely cute and cuddly yeah. and. Uh... Yeah, I did not know about Carlton for the longest time as I didn't go to many Leafs games growing up and I only went to them as an adult. And the only thing I remember, the only thing I remember from Leafs games as an adult was uh, was Loops Troops. That's how that's how that's the last time I fucking that's, Loops <laughs> that's the last time I went to a Leafs game as an adult. <laughs> so uh, that's, you know, um, but Carlton, everything I've seen of him, he's just like he's de- definitely easy to market and uh but what's the relevance there's got to be relevance in the name do any of you folks know you fellas know why he's called carlton because there's got to be a reason i have zero clue to be honest with it's you gotta be like a founder um, or something i mean it's gotta be something with like um what do you call it the like carlton's name and number comes from the location of maple leaf garden 60 carlton street in toronto there you go okay, there you go no oh, there you go so nothing to do with like Carlton University. Shows you what I know. So, um, you brought up a good point, Darty. Um, but oh my gosh, it's escaping me now. In, in regards to Carlton, talking about he's cute. I think he's Kylie. actually frozen too. I think we lost Darty. Oh my! Oh, you lost oh my me. Gosh. Oh my god, guys! Oh my god. You killed Darty. <laughs> you bastard! You bastards! <laughs> Well, man, looking through the list, though, there are a ton of terrible mascots in the NHL. Yeah, I think it's kind of a like a problem. I think we need to reevaluate the entire mascot situation. I don't get it. Like, they're all oversized, extremely furry, very, very bright. Yeah, and like I get it. Like, like we said, it's either for you're either directing it towards kids or you're directing it towards fans, and some of them just seem to be lost yeah. somewhere in the middle. Honorable mention to S.J. Sharkey. Yeah. Um, I remember Hockey Night in Canada, he had the intro where he bit Don Cherry's head, so that's always iconic to me. Yeah, Sharky's good, um, and I think the um, the Mickey Moose for the Winnipeg Jets is kind of funny. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you see the Colorado one, just the dog? Yeah, I was going to say, actually, he was one of my, my top ones, the same same right. That's kind of cool. Again, I, did, I don't get like the reference to him, but... <laughs> right. He does have a barrel of beer around his neck, so that's pretty cool. I guess it's like mountains and, you know, Avalanche and St. Bernard's are like the rescue dogs for Avalanches, so the the mascot bails them out. Stretch, but it could be. I don't know. It seems like all of them are pretty much a stretch. Yeah. Um, anyway, so next episode, we will be back tomorrow uh, with Steph, and we're going to try some Tim Beebs live on the air and give you our live review. Are you guys really? Back yeah, we crypt. are. Bieber balls? We're going to try some Bieber. Back, back from the grave. Oh my God, he's back. Without me? Oh, well, you're not going to be on tomorrow? Okay, so we'll wait until Sunday then when we can do them. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Probably not going to be on until like 
10.30 or something tomorrow. Then let's do it Tuesday at the game when we're actually all together. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes way more sense. Then we can just get one box instead of all individually buying a couple Tim Beebs. So, uh, like I said, tomorrow it'll be... Uh, at least I am Steph around tomorrow. Uh, hey, Darty, you around tomorrow? Hey, well, then I guess uh, I guess Darty's oh, filling yeah. in for Sally. Look at that. You heard it here. There you go. So it'll be uh, Steph and Darty and I tomorrow night, and then Tuesday for the Columbus game, Steph and Sally and I will be there. We'll be at the game, and we'll be broadcasting from uh, an undisclosed Airbnb near the uh, the arena. It's going to be super fun. Super fun. So First time all three of us live together. Yeah, and our first time uh, meeting Steph. It's going to be cool. Is a Blue Jackets game? Yeah. So with that, little known we'll, the yeah, over-under on Carlton beating the tar out of yeah, I think uh, Stinger. Is. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this such a good aren't good, buddy. Uh, as ugly as Stinger is, yeah. Damn. So, um, so with that, we'll we'll sign off out of here. Remember to send us that code word, uh, and you can win some more stuff. And it's going to be a quick turnaround on that one. We're drawn tomorrow night, so it's like twenty four hours you have or less. It's good so stuff. Get it to us. Thank you again, and thank you to Darty. Follow Darty Broder on Instagram and on Twitter at Darty Broder. And uh, we'll be back next late night. Remember to leave us a Follow review. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram on, uh, at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And at Darty Broder. <laughs> Lordy sucks. Oh shit.